Lobs it. Burns alone. Touchdown, New York. Swung out of this. Strike three. Johan Santana has fixed the no-hitter. Anthony's going to try and get one more shot off for him. Throw the buzzer. Oh, he puts it Mike Messier. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Welcome back to TCAM Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Tracewell. We talked about NCAA football on Sports Talk Saturday with Matt DeLong. Obviously, West Virginia got the win. Colorado, a little bit more disappointing. Oregon took them out 42-6. to And looking into those games, uh, Colorado, I think, was affected by Travis Hunter not being there. And, you know, West Virginia, obviously, getting that real upset win. For our Florida State and Clemson game, Florida State, 31-24. I told you they'd win. I told you they'd get the job done. Jordan Travis is a heck of a player. 21-37, 289 yards and two touchdowns. Exactly what we see. Johnny Wilson, 6-7. This guy, I mean, listen, he is absolutely a stud. Johnny Wilson, five receptions for 94 yards. Florida State getting the win for the first time in seven years over Clemson. I know Clemson wasn't ranked. I know it wasn't. everybody wasn't thinking this was going to be a big-time game. Florida State, take care of business. This was a big-time game for Mike Norvell. This was a big-time game for the University of Florida State getting this win, and I'm, I'm so proud of this team and where they have come. So I'm glad to see it overall, Florida State, moving on and, you know, continuing the run, beating LSU – and beating Clemson to we will see some more interesting games. I know Miami is in their future. We're going to see Miami on November 11th and Florida at the end of the season. But Florida State is my pick to win the ACC. I, I think they're the best team in the ACC, hands down. Outside, I know Miami and UNC and Duke are looking really, really good. But Florida State is my is my winner in the ACC. I love where they're looking. Pac-12, man. Oregon State, Washington State, 38-35, Washington State. Everybody pay attention to this Washington State quarterback, Cameron Ward. I mean, this guy's absolutely a stud. 28-34, 404 yards and four touchdowns. This guy has 1,300 yards on the season, almost 1,400 yards, 13 touchdowns and no interceptions. I know we talk about all the great quarterbacks in the Pac-12. We have Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, Caleb Williams, Shadir Sanders. People need to pay attention to Cameron Ward. Cameron Ward needs to be in this Heisman conversation just as much as anybody else. And I know because he's playing at Washington State, it's not been that much of a big deal. Washington State looks great, and I'm happy for this guy, Cameron Ward. This is somebody we have to pay attention to, and somebody who I think will end up in the Heisman watch if he can. First of all, he's got to beat Washington at the end of the season, but if he beats Bo Nix... I think then he's really in the conversation. Plus, he has to play Colorado before he plays Washington. So, we're going to see more of this guy, and we're going to see what this team is really made of. I'm I'm proud of what the Pac-12 looks like right now. For their last year really together to look this good is something special. It's something magnificent. We're going to highlight the MLB. We're going into the wild card. We're going into postseason here we go Rays have already made it we got the Blue Jays we got the Astros and the Mariners all battling it out and then in the National League we got the Phillies the Diamondbacks the Cubs and the Marlins I think are the ones remaining we're going to see if the Cubs can beat out the Brewers and the Braves I'm thinking because the Braves are going to be sitting some people that they could possibly win two out of the three games there and the Brewers the same way 
the Marlins, however, they got to play the Mets and the Pirates, which is an easier schedule than the Cubs. So we'll see what they can do. The Diamondbacks, they got to play the Astros. I know that's going to be a well hard fought series since the Astros have to play the Mariners to end up making wild card. But the Diamondbacks have to play the White Sox three games, which I think they'll take care of, and they're playing the Yankees. So they've already played the Yankees and took care of them. So I think the Diamondbacks are in. And an improvement on the season. Glad to see where they are at. That's absolutely impressive. Going into our postseason for MLB, just real quick. A lot of good teams. We've got Baltimore, who looks great. The Rays look great. The Twins, who look average in the central of the AL. The West, the Rangers, we talked about at the beginning of the season. We talked about it back in April with Will that we expect the Rangers to be a little bit better, and they are. The Mariners have been better this year, about the same as the Astros, really. We're going to be battling it out, see who they get the wild card spot. The Phillies were a little disappointed at the beginning of the season, have improved through the rest of the season. The Mets, we expect them to be better this year. They weren't. They were horrible this year. They're out of the playoffs, 71-85 record, 29 games back from the Braves. Obviously, the Braves are the best team in, in, in baseball. There's nobody better than them. But was disappointing where they were for the Central. Pirates, a little bit disappointing. They started the season well, and then they just kind of collapsed. The Cardinals were absolutely disappointing, have a talented roster, and they collapsed heavy. They finished last in the NL Central. The Reds, better this year. Better. I think they're better. I was proud where the Cubs the Cubs got even better this year. Proud where those two teams have ended up. You know, The Reds were not very good last year. I don't even think I think they were 60 and 100 last year to be 80 and 77 should be proud. I mean, had a better season. We expected a better season out of them and they're there. The Padres team should be disappointed. They have a great roster on paper, clearly not one that works in person. So, we expect better in the future from the Padres. The Diamondbacks, however, I give a round of applause to Merrill Kelly and Corbin Carroll. And the re- and Kentel Marte and the rest of this squad, man, they have really improved this year, and they are in a wild card race right now. And we're going to see them in the playoffs, and it's going to be fun, man. We're going to see a lot of good teams going in, and a lot of teams we didn't see last year. So I'm excited for MLB baseball and MLB playoffs. NFL will highlight just a little bit as quickly as we can. Week three saw the Giants and 49ers start us out. Paid. Danny Dimes too much. I think we all knew that. I think that was clear as day. So we're not going to talk about that much. But instead, I'm going to give you a clip from the countdown on WPKM 96.3, The Beat. To start this clip, me and Hunter were talking about who was the most interesting player for the game for the 49ers and Giants game. This is his opinion, and here we go. Impressed by Yeah, there you go. Uh, Graham Gano, MVP. Uh, I'm sorry you're on a dull crap team. Uh, I wish you would get traded. Uh, it's embarrassment that uh, they couldn't even let you kick an extra point. Daniel Jones, worth every penny of nonsense. If I had a piggy bank, I'd be upset too. Uh, let's see here. Uh, who else? Uh, oh, yeah, Saquon. Yeah, trade him too. Get a new coach. Uh, you're pathetic. No, oh, come on, man. Listen, no, no, Brian no. Dable had one year. No, 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 no. His play calling is absolutely stupid. A, a peewee offense could have scored. All right, let's not, no. Just, no. San Francisco, you're a Super Bowl team. I mean, you beat a high school team, but, you know, it's whatever. I mean, you you guys are the real deal. I uh, hope you play the Dolphins. That would be pretty cool. 
Graham Gano needs traded. Saquon Barkley needs traded. You're stuck with Daniel Jones. Get a better A-Lawn. Oh, wait, you can't because you invested all, all your money in a quarterback that's not proven himself for anything. Oh, look, we made the wild card. We're going to give you $100 million. Ooh. Yeah, look what he's doing. Trash. Buns. You can't afford to put anyone around him. You cut Kenny Galladay. Gee, you wonder why you, Kenny Galladay? He never got the ball. You got to include people in your offense if you want them to have the ball, Daniel. But you don't want him. And trade Slake one, for the love of God. He's getting hurt with crap lawn, and you're just punishing him. Just let him go at this point. I mean, seriously, just rebuild. I mean, you had one miracle season, and you paid a quarterback all this money, and he wasn't worth it. So, yeah, that's my take on it. Trash primetime game. Thank you, NFL, for your bullcrap primetime schedule. It's, hor- hor- it's horrific, and I wish Roger Goodell would just lose his job. Because... I think we all see where this is coming down to with the Giants. They just paid him way too much and don't have anything around him to help. Colts and Ravens. Um, the Ravens Ravens got screwed. I mean, really, they did. And I, I don't like to say that, but, you know, because I don't, I don't like talking about the NFL being rigged, but it is. It, it clearly is. Zay Flowers should have been a face mask call. Zay Flowers, pass interference on him. It, it was so clear as day that everybody in the stadium knew it. And the Ravens should have got the calls. Colts shouldn't have won the game. The Ravens should have won. The Ravens should be undefeated. But it is what it is. At the end of the day, the Colts win. So that's that is what that is. And we talked about. I talked about it on Sports Talk Saturday with Matt DeLong that the Browns losing Nick Chubb was a big deal. Uh, Deshaun Watson played great this weekend. First time seeing him in a while. And first time seeing him back to kind of like his former self, 289 yards and two touchdowns, 27 to 33. Had a great weekend for him against Tennessee, 127 to three. That's what we, exactly what we were looking for from Deshaun Watson. Let's talk about the Miami Dolphins. Outside of the 49ers, they are the best team in the AFC. There is, I think, they're the best team outside of the 49ers in the entire country. I mean, those two teams are really rocking it right now. 70 to 20 on the Broncos. They put it on him, man. It, it, it's absolutely incredible to see Mike McDaniels to a 309 yards and four touchdowns. As Akanye, I think is his name, 18 carries, 203 yards and two touchdowns. Raheem Mostert had four touchdowns. Tyree Kill had 157 yards and one touchdown. This was all without Jalen Waddle. Set another record, you know, the fourth team to ever score 70 points in an NFL game. Russell Wilson collapsed, disaster. Defense wasn't very good. Sean Payton, this didn't look good, man. Got to move on to next week, but for the Dolphins, what a good, good weekend for them. The Lions bounce back, man. Taking on the Atlanta Falcons, 120-6. Atlanta, well, we knew they were getting better. They are not good enough to beat the Lions. They're not good enough to be one of the top teams. But they are on uprise, which I am happy to see. Jags, uh, Trevor Lawrence, what is happening, man? You're falling apart. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. This is your third season. This is supposed to be the uprise. Got Calvin Ridley. Week one, you know, I thought you were going to do well, and it's it's been a downhill roller coaster ever since. So, listen, C.J. Straub, you're that man. You're the man for Houston. That's clear as day. D'Amico Ryans has got himself a team here, and the Texans, 37-17 ending on the Jags. Let's see what C.J. Straub can do. Not even a pick there in this year. So, the highest state quarterback for the first time is panning out. And we're not. I'm not going to cover the Cowboys and Cardinals because we'll cover that on Sports Talk Saturday with Matt DeLong. Let's talk about the Bears and Chiefs. Oh no! I mean, it's time for the Chicago Bears organization just to dismantle everybody 
except Ryan Poles, the GM. Ryan Poles did everything he was supposed to do this offseason. Justin Fields, you know, coming out at the end of last year, we thought he was going to be good. You know, we're excited for this year, right? What did he need? Need a little bit of a better offensive line. We went and got it. Got rid of David Montgomery. Put Khalil Herbert back there. Younger running back. Needed a primetime weapon. They went out and got DJ Moore. And this team has been horrible. Now, I know they played the Chiefs. And I know the Chiefs are one of the best teams. And we all know that Patrick Mahomes is that guy. So I didn't expect him to win. But the, the Bears, through the first three games, have been an atrocity. They're awful. I don't even know if they're going to win a game this year. they got to play the Broncos, which are 0-3, which I expect the Broncos to win. They play the Commanders, the Vikings, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Saints, the Panthers, the Lions, the Vikings again, and then the Lions again, the Browns, the Cardinals, the Falcons, and the Packers. And I don't even know if they're going to beat the Cardinals because Kyler Murray will probably be back by then. So are the Bears even going to win a game this year? Are we are they just progressively get worse and Justin Fields just doesn't look good? Like this team is this they're not good. They're not good and I'm so disappointed cuz I wanted the Bears to be good this year. They are not a good football team. For the city of Chicago and I'll explain more later down the road, but I would be upset if you're a sports fan of a team in Chicago outside of the Cubs right now. I really would be. The Bulls failed to get into the playoffs. The Bears have been awful for years. And when they are good, and when they actually you know, do make playoffs, they disappoint everybody. And then they'll make the playoffs one year and be horrible for five. Like it, it, This has got to end for Chicago. There is no reason for Chicago not to be good. They've got the talent. They've got the people. What is going on in Chicago? What have they got to do to fix this? The White Sox, they were good a couple years ago. Now they're down again. The Blackhawks, the hockey team, they won a couple years ago. And now they got the first pick in the draft, which they'll get better as time goes on. But, I mean, it's been disappointing. The city of Chicago should be in an uproar, in my opinion. There's no reason for every sports team to be this bad. The Bulls have not been good in a long time. The Cubs won in 16. The Blackhawks won, I think it was 16 or 15. So, can't really be mad at those two organizations because at least they've won. The Bears haven't won anything since 85. They've been to the Super Bowl in the early 2000s. But that's it. That was the last time we saw anything impressive out of the Bears. The White Sox haven't been anywhere. So... I just feel, I feel, I feel for Chicago fans in every sport. I feel for you. Outside of the Cubs right now, I feel for you. Because there's no reason for these teams to be this bad. There's no reason to look back in Bears history and just question why they're so bad. The 85 Bears are one of the greatest defenses ever, if not the best defense ever. And for them to win back then... And all these years later and just continue to disappoint. Like there's no way being a Bears fan's enjoyable. Especially, you know, they cheered this offseason, Aaron Rodgers leaving Green Bay, right? Because Aaron Rodgers calls himself the owner of Chicago. What's the difference? Jordan Love won week one thirty eight to twenty. 
Jordan Love's now taking that leadership. I mean, this is this is bad if you're a Bears fan. This is bad if you're the sports fan of Chicago outside of the Cubs. If you're a Cubs fan, you know, things are kind of rolling. You're going to make playoff. Don't know if you're going to win anything. Don't know if you'll win your wild card game, but you're going to make it at least. I guess that's one of the downs, the upside. You're going to make it. The Bulls couldn't make it. Sure as any other team can't make it. So, I feel for Bears fans. I really do. I feel for Chicago fans all around. You know, you want a good winning team, and nobody can ever answer the call. Nobody outside the Cubs and the Blackhawks a couple years ago can answer the call. It's been a long time for Bears fans. When's the drought going to end? When is it going to end? Is it ever? Is it ever going to end? We'll find out, man. We'll, we're going to find out real soon. My advice, you don't win a game in the next three, it's time to scrap the team. It's time to scrap Justin Fields, the coaching staff, everybody outside of Ryan Poles. If I, oh, I'm clear. Get DJ Moore out of there. He doesn't deserve that. DJ Moore is a stud in Carolina. He doesn't deserve to be in an organization who doesn't throw him the ball, or at least with a guy who's not accurate enough to throw him the football. Outside of that, Steelers. Steelers fans, man, we won. Beat the Raiders. Kenny Pickett, over 220 yards. Looking good. Threw the ball down a couple down the field a couple times. Defense played well. Jimmy Garoppolo, three picks, so defense really showed up. Devontae Adams is still that guy, reminded everybody. 13 receptions, 172 yards, and two touchdowns. Still reminding everybody I am one of the best receivers in the league. Don't forget about me. Don't be looking at Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and all these other guys and forgetting about me because I'm one of the best. So he still made a statement. But I got big expectations for a couple teams, man. I'm looking high and mighty on a couple teams. And I think a lot of teams are going to surprise everybody. And we'll talk about week four later on in the week. But just wanted to talk about a couple things, that's all. Anyway, hope you all have a good week. And I'll see you guys later.